welcome to the Planet and Health Podcast. I'm Sawyer Hoffman, California Bar Licensed Attorney and Fitness Coach. On this show, we'll talk to people who are driving change in the areas of plant-forward food policy, business, personal growth, and a lot more to start a conversation about how we can move forward not only individually, but societally and legislatively as well. I hope you enjoy the show, and for more information about Planet Health, please go to planetandhealth.org. Planet Health is a nonprofit that is funded by donors. If you believe in our work, I would invite you to make a donation to Planet and Health so that we can continue helping people with our online web series and this podcast, as well as legislative changes. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into the show. All right, Brendan Keys, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, I really thank appreciate you. it. Thanks, sir. And uh, to be here. great. And just to set the scene a little bit, we just got back from jet skiing, <laughs> and it was a blast. So thank you for taking me along on that. Oh, my pleasure. It was, and it was, um, was kind of chilly, but we made it through just fine. Rocky waves here and there. Yeah. <laughs> some, some some areas better than others, but it was uh, it was well worth it. We saw some. Uh, we saw seals. Yeah, seals we saw lots of stuff. Right. A mix of things. So that was fun. So I met you. What was it, two, three years ago now? Yeah, I roughly. think when I, was, when I was a practicing attorney, when I was in personal injury. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, so I want to tell people about who you are and what you do because I find what you do super inspiring. <laughs> and I remember two or three years ago when we met, I was like, whoa, this guy like is legit. He's doing what he loves. He's also has a vision for the future. It wasn't just about making money for you. It was about a movement. And I want to tell people what that movement is. So, um, but before we get into any of that, um, I want to talk about where you come from. So you're from the East coast, correct? Originally. Yep. I'm from uh, Waltham, Massachusetts, born and raised in Waltham, Massachusetts. Okay. So so a little suburb outside from the city of Boston, roughly uh, 20 minutes out west. Okay. From the city of Boston. Yeah. Okay. And growing up, younger Brendan, was he interested in permaculture at all, or was he very much no, into his own world? Very much against my own nature and my own intention to grow my own of any sort. I was yeah. very disconnected with my food choices growing up. I mean, most of us yeah. are. Of course, not. yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a very it's a, a level of conditioning that you know being born and raised in you know the standard American standard American lifestyle of sorts. Was it, um, it was a suburb you said, right? So it was suburb area. Yeah. Okay. So we, we lived in a uh, like a condominium or so, a large house and my parents would rent out that large house and so okay. forth. But I would plenty of um, you know, family friends, it was right in front of a large park kind of mm-hmm. deal, so there was plenty of you know, move it, you know, movement around. So you were outdoors a lot too? Outdoors a lot. Yeah. Okay. That was a big aspect of things. So, so growing up, you know, maybe even though you were disconnected from your food choices, you were still out in nature oh, a lot. Oh, absolutely. And you were seeing My friends and I were very much big into nature. There was a, uh, a cul-de-sac area where we could go down. It was called Forest Grove. Okay. Uh, or the turnaround, as we used to call it when we were younger. Okay. And uh, we would go down there almost like every other couple of days. Oh, really? We were younger. And we'd go out and just enjoy and hike through the woods. Yeah. And we were very... For myself and my friends, we're very nature oriented. Yeah. I mean, I think most kids are as That's well. Cool. They haven't been completely disconnected from the field and yeah. the, the. Or if they live in a city and there's just none of it around. I yeah, guess, that can know. kind of build up over time. Yeah. And, and the more of a disconnect that we don't, you know, enjoy ourselves being out in nature and how enjoyable it is and peaceful and it brings a level of calmness to ourselves I agree. Um, and clarity. Yeah. Um, I grew up in, you know, in the desert. I was in Arizona. Yeah, so right, right. <laughs> having a little bit different situation, sure, but sure. I was always it's outside difficult. too. Yeah. Uh, but there's just something to being involved, and I'm sure other people can contest this, but just being involved in nature and the surrounding of uh-huh. nature being something that trees produce a level of oxygen within that environment. Uh-huh. You know, their CO2 sinks 
for the environment. Right. Um, there's wildlife in the surrounding area mm-hmm. as well too, so you kind of see yourself in that wildlife. Yeah, setting. we just got some wildlife. We got those seals. We we're probably like less than ten feet yeah, away from that seal we at were, one point. We were. That was cool. So there's a term called um, rewilding. And okay. And like it brings us down to kind of like our core self of, uh-huh. of finding ourselves within nature as other species find themselves in. Right. And that um, it gives us really within control of nature setting mm-hmm. of sort. But that rewilding allows us being on nature is brings a lot of therapeutic effects so being as young as i was despite eating the DiGiorno's deep dish pizzas <laughs> and mary calendars the heavy creamy broccoli oh, calendar i remember those foods and yeah. on a daily basis that would yeah. be kind of my escape was to go out and be out in nature and yeah. go enjoy things with my friends. And so those are like the seeds planted for who you were going to become yeah, later, probably, I, right? Yeah, I would, I would say so yeah. for that younger period of my life. However, as I grew, as I as I aged, mm-hmm. it became far more disconnected. I was still in that routine of consuming more, yeah, you know, meat, dairy, eggs, uh, and so forth. Yeah. And it just, the disconnect. And what were you doing, like, uh, so... You grew up there, like you're outside a lot. What, yeah. did, what did you start to head towards when you were like coming to of age, I guess? Like when you were getting out of high school, yeah. what what were you kind of into at that point? Like were you playing video games? Playing video games? Yeah, was sitting there... on my computer playing World of Warcraft for 14 hours straight <laughs> trying to make the next arena tournament 2v2 with a couple of my buddies from my high school. And yeah. Like I didn't feel like the direction was there for myself. And yeah. I just started to even disconnect myself from video games because of just the amount of attachment I felt being attached to it and the disconnection I was having not being in like a, a natural environment. Yeah. And I'd be up in my room kind of sulking away. I was mm-hmm. dealing with depression and anxiety, a lot of that during after high school and uh-huh. like a substantial amount of insecurity issues and poor lifestyle choices, self-destructive behavior, kind of yeah. like that. And I was very much disconnected from just being out in nature. Right. And involving myself with the practices that I do on a regular basis now. Yeah. So but it seems harder that like, as you get older to find people who are still into nature. Whereas, like, yeah. most kids really well, love it. It's like exercise. Yeah, you know, they, well, they find it natural. I mean, they find it naturally appealing to themselves because they're at a level of, they're at a level that they're, or a state of mind that they still enjoy those types of things because they haven't, haven't had the level of conditioning where they're yeah. addicted to these, all these other artificial, materialistic That's a good point. Life. Yeah. And being surrounded in nature, whether it be involved with gardening and permaculture and growing your own food or just, yeah. Going out to that cul-de-sac area in that forest grove when we were younger, it just brings you down to a level of, okay, your stress levels sink, you know, yeah. or your mindset becomes a lot more clear. It gives you a time to love, it gives you some time to self-reflect. Yeah. You know, just sitting at ease, looking out into a lake surrounded by trees, you yeah. sit down, relax, do some meditation. Right. You've got abilities of self-reflect that you do. I agree. You have the time to do it and the availability than doing it sitting next to, next to a computer being overstimulated. For right. I, yeah, no, that's true. That overstimulated, I was just going to say, like, you know, I feel like I do this to myself all the time, too. If there's ever a lull in the conversation or if I feel sort of bored, I'll, yeah. like, whip out my phone. And, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah, like, very... We're, we're fixed to this. this uh, we're, yeah. We're, we're reaching for the next dopamine rush. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're at that point where in our lives... We're it's scary because it's not like even conscious. Like, no, I just... Not, pull, you know not. what I mean? It's kind of like this this subconscious movement 
or this, this, this habit, it, it comes with the dopamine feel. It's yeah. the feel good factor of it. And then that overstimulation that comes along with it with being too much of an adrenaline right. kind of fixed individual and too much dopamine right. released. And that becomes an unhealthy habit or becomes an addiction. Right. So, so what was it for you that, was it like a, an immediate thing or was it like a kind of gradual thing that kind of pulled you out towards the West Coast or, or towards changing your lifestyle big time? It was, uh, it was the, gradual. It was and, gradual. And I think okay. most things happen um, gradually too as well. You know, health is never an instant fix. It's never no. a quick fix. And if you're convinced that it is, you've, you're going to fall short of it. <laughs> you're just talking about short-term changes yeah. and and stuff like that. It's yeah. never a consistent long term. Yeah. And the gradual aspect about gardening is is a very slow process. Permaculture mm-hmm. dental is not. Well, it took you a long time to build up the knowledge that you have. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, build up my knowledge and build up a lifestyle associated and cultivate. Yeah. Life. So, what was like the first big thing, like the big big sign, I guess, to you that you needed to change your setting and move in that direction? Jeez, <laughs> oh, you know, this it brings me back to when I this was on the East Coast when this was mm-hmm. happened to as well. I, yeah. I I was I committed myself at that point to eat fruits and vegetables and right. to get enough sunlight exposure on a daily basis and mm-hmm. there's just as enough movement as possible. Because mm-hmm. you were just tired of feeling the I way was you tired were. of feeling, yeah, exactly. My mm-hmm. lifestyle wasn't associated with permaculture. I was yeah. still going out drinking and, you know, womanizing and stuff, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like partying and, you know, I just didn't feel, it wasn't giving me a sense of fulfillment. It was mm-hmm. seeking this. It was just the dopamine. Yeah, it was seeking that kind of reward that was over-rewarding myself and not, it it, it brings no level of stability or like, it's not sustainable. Yeah. You know, and so. And so um, you started this rule where you ate more fruits and vegetables and you got more sunlight? Yeah, and kind of that created the foundation of learning more about, okay, okay, this is a reward system. You know, the foods that I eat in particular and the lifestyle that I choose, the choices associated with the reward that comes with it is is the reward system about growing my own food. Like, Mm -hmm. the foods that I eat aren't, like, overly, overbearingly stimulating or or you know just uh, super rewarding yeah. and over yeah exactly like this ultra rush from it i don't so you kind of went that. the exact opposite i went the direction. opposite i want yeah. something that gives me a bit more clarity of thought i, I wish yeah. any food i consume food that gives me more peace of mind that mm-hmm. gives me so um, you felt you felt like you were overstimulated for so long and yeah, then you were like was i'm just gonna go that. simple exactly. i'm just gonna do something that makes me feel good exactly. like in and the I, long term yeah and and you yeah. know i got big into fitness when i was younger too as well and then i was just like eating mm. crap on top of the fitness so i was gonna like, oh, shoot yeah. myself in the leg and stuff like that so yeah. i became like this adrenaline junkie and and that was yeah. a big issue with me because overstimulation can affect people on yeah with emotional like uh mental health issues yeah well it pervades every like aspect of life i've been that fitness junkie before too and i still feel the pull because sometimes you're like oh this protein cookie or whatever you know what i mean there's so many things that and and really when it comes it's about the look instead of how you feel you know right right and it comes down to a level of like uh like a simplicity associated with it and the simplicity Mm. of the food side i would consume with being like fruits and vegetables brought me down to the idea of okay you know these foods have seeds for a reason you know mm-hmm. like these these there's, there's, no, there's a reason for these foods to be consumed and then planted back thereafter in the soil mm-hmm. and you know within like a, a couple weeks couple months it just started to dawn upon me that you know what i'm eating needs to be cultivated you know mm-hmm. i'm not looking just to eat food and just to be a some sort of gluttonous individual for the rest of my life and not think about things that are associated mm-hmm. with my food choices mm-hmm. but the intelligence associated with the food choices right the intelligence that's associated with it that can 
consuming these foods allows me to then the seeds there afterwards and cultivate them. And so mm -hmm. you think about security of self and, and food and, you know, food security mm -hmm. is that, you know, you start getting an abundance of what you grow of yeah. what you've consumed in the first place. Yeah. And um, that's really cool. So you started thinking about it like more systematically, like a bigger picture kind of thing. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to like immediate here and now. Yeah. Yeah. It came naturally. I could, something I stopped fighting, you know, wow. it just became something, it's great because just consuming just fruits and vegetables, getting out enough sunlight, getting out the movement, mm -hmm. um, it becomes natural and it's less something that you have to fight, yeah. you know, and your emotions are kind of geared towards it. You kind of let, you know, create this symbiotic relationship yeah. with your environment, um, mm -hmm. with doing less harm to your environment. You yeah. know, we'll obviously talk about regenerative agriculture and just agricultural yeah. practices. When did that, when did that become a part of it is what I'm wondering, because, you know, you talk about like, yeah. okay, I started doing this on a personal level. Yeah, sure, sure. And sure. then I, you know, did that happen the same time you moved out to California or was it before? It, it was a bit before, so okay. it was in, yeah, I'm sorry, I should have gone straight to the point. No, of that's question. okay. <laughs> I got off topic a little bit, but. Uh, it did happen when I was I was volunteering at a couple of community gardens out on the East Coast. Oh, okay. And so that kind of I didn't realize that. Yeah, so there was a few community gardens. There also is a little farm uh, part of the UMass Agricultural Center mm -hmm. um, that you can volunteer at during the growing season in oh, the East cool. Coast, which isn't all too long compared to out here in Southern California. Yeah. Um, so during the summer, I would volunteer there, and um, they have this large field out on this large acreage or so that they oh. have behind this barn set up and, and such like that and they they'd go over some like urban farming practices and okay. such and it was so, so that's, appealing to me yeah was, like really ancient I was like oh you know like this is how you could you know set a row crop setting yeah you know, this is how drip irrigation works yeah this is how watermelons planted there and spaced out in the scene. oh so okay you get the hands-on experience working in that particular environment so I'm volunteer I, yeah I volunteered yeah. there a couple times thereafter it was more just community garden based okay learning from other individuals who have aged years of years of experience mm -hmm. that i had beforehand just yeah. starting new mm -hmm. i learned a lot from them too how old well. were you at this point kind of started this journey roughly probably like 22 23 yeah okay. I, I went well i went vegan back in um, 2012 and i watched some animal rights videos and oh, uh -huh. i watched earthlings and that Change my perspective on okay. as well. Then I started eating more whole foods. Okay. And, is uh, this around the same time as the community garden thing? Um, no, about a year, a year, two years afterwards. It oh. gradually, it gradually progressed okay. to that point. And at that time, it was. And now you're just full on garden man. Full on garden man. I love it, yeah. dude. Full that's well, that's the guy I met. Yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. this guy is so yeah. he's got it down. Like he knows what he's doing in the garden. Really, it's just a matter of improving upon your techniques when you're gardening, and you yeah. just it's tough to be a a bad gardener, you know, say, because it's like inherent in your nature to like so? grow your own food. And a lot of people of, might disagree with you. They may so. disagree on that, you know, but I think, you know, if you tap in, you know, if, if you work on tapping and improving and, impo you know, that, yeah. that consistency with it, you'll yeah. get better at it. Yeah. And you really only get worse out of it if you avoid it and avoid the commitment associated with it. Um, you know, and okay. that becomes, anything becomes that way. You can get better at anything that you do in your life if you commit to it and gradually look to improve upon it. I agree. Want to be a better fitness trainer? Like yeah. or like improve upon your fitness? You yeah. do different Just techniques show up every day. Exactly. Yeah. And you do and you create the foundation. The thing about gardening is that it's a it's a foundation to yeah. it as well. It, 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 it's a commitment. So Yeah. And I feel like that's that that's kind of a thing. Like, that was kind of the age that I first started really getting into fitness, too. And that's sort of something, yeah, you kind of just plug in and chug in. Although I yeah. did it in, like, an unhealthier way. I was more concerned about image. Yeah. yeah. But it did 
I did build a pretty significant like amount of knowledge around it, and it did translate into something that I'm passionate about. Yeah, and absolutely. Health, you and know. you look at it from the health perspective that how it impacts your self esteem and your, yeah. and so forth. So you yeah. see yourself Being beyond the some... image perspective. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes I'm sure people get caught up on that from time to time, mm-hmm. but you see yourself beyond it. That's when you know you've grown. Absolutely. And, you know, as an individual and in that particular field. For sure. And in permaculture. Giving life advice. Know, I like it, yeah. right, dude. <laughs> Um, so, so, so you were, you know, early twenties when you were doing that back East and then what, what changed your mind to make you want to move to the West coast? Not Um, really even knowing anybody out here. Well, the quality of produce for one thing. Really? (laughs) It's like, I'd be going down to the hay market during the winter months and I'd be getting, I'm getting racks of watermelon. I take out racks of watermelon, bring it back to my, to my, my apartment or whatever. And they like at least three quarters of them would be trashed. Really? They'd be fermented and uh, it would be just the quality was so poor and a lot of the stuff was coming from California yeah. as well shipped over to your so truck away. and it's just like, yeah. let's try to get something a little bit more direct and, wow. and, and personable on the West Coast. And, and I've never, uh, I've never been to California before then. And really? my brother actually would have told me so much about San Diego. And he's like, yeah. I think you would fit in really well. It's, yeah. it's a big eco movement and uh, it's very environmentally friendly to, you know, to a degree. It's a, it's a pretty green city. Yeah. Uh, it's a progressive state in general. Yeah. You know, uh, this is a field, if you're interested in it, you'll thrive out here. Yeah. And, you know. So he pitched it to you he, and you were kind of Surprisingly, like, yeah. if anyone else, my brother pitched it to me, he was the complete opposite. That's you know? funny. And, and as much as I try to influence him on his health and his lifestyle and stuff like that. It's, yeah. Um, him having, we, we both drove out together. So yeah. having him kind of give me the, the pep talk to yeah. get me out there, it helped me. It's funny how sometimes when people pitch something to you, it really works. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and could change the trajectory of your exactly. life. And just being out, like I said, just implementing, going out in the sun every day for 30 minutes, eating fresh fruits and vegetables, uh-huh. you know, as a gradual shift in the way that I was thinking was like, you yeah. know, I'm a tropical creature. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy tropical fruits. That's true. And I love to be out close to the tropics. So you, so you so, were very much thinking. You were thinking from like a biological standpoint. Yeah, yeah. What could fit my biological needs and what could fit my 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 needs? Being you know environmental, dietary, you know, and uh, social too as well. Because I didn't feel like I was connecting as much on the East Coast in terms of what I wanted to do and aspire to do. Yeah. Uh, than I had been since I moved out here to California. I believe it. Okay. Cool. And so you moved out to California. Yeah. And you yeah. cultivated even more knowledge. Yeah. In yeah. the permaculture space. Right. You were working at a nursery, correct? I was not originally right. when I first moved out to the to California. Yeah. I was actually when I first moved out to California back in 2015 of May and my birthday, my birthday week during that time. Uh huh. That's I, when I first moved to California too. Was back 2015. in 2015. Oh no, I didn't know that. I what, didn't realize that. Or month. I think August. August of September. I moved out here from law school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> That's right funny, man. I was starting to vol- I started volunteer almost immediately at a um, at a farm off of. I'm so confused with some of the schooling around here, but the, oh. the school up in North La Jolla area. Okay. UC yeah, I wouldn't see or whatever it is. Oh yeah. The La Jolla school up there near La Jolla Scenic Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, they have um, like a community garden space, mm-hmm. the center area, and. I immediately went to that area first. Oh, yeah. And I immediately got involved. It's like with your that. comfort zone now. I was like, let's do this. I want to get involved right off the bat. Yeah. I want to start growing some produce. I yeah. want to start helping with the community associated with Can this. I just stop you and say, we yeah. need more people like you, dude? Yeah. We do. <laughs> we need more people who are excited about that kind of stuff and building communities around that. Yeah. Because, I mean, just imagine how many 
people we could feed. Yeah, absolutely. If, and, if everyone got involved. If yeah. Everyone, if it really, if everyone, we stopped, we started, we, we kind of stopped and thought, you know, about yeah. these, these particular practices and about our, yeah. our food choices and how much they impact the environment, how much yeah. they impact our health. How much the impact the social well-being of the animals? I was gonna say, yeah, in the, the community setting, like Absolutely. just like it's a collaborative effort. Absolutely. It's a really cohesive thing. It's so, a very, it's a right between like another human to another human is yeah. to take, um, you know, to have this sense of food security and how you can share with other people. Yeah, and um, I love know, that, dude. Communities based upon that seems sustainable. Yeah, you know, and it brings a level of practicality than it does. Right. How we have everything so commercialized. Right. Well, I mean, like, imagine, like, think about when Corona hit and everybody's clearing out grocery yeah, store shelves. And that the, was scary. The, the you know, produce was, like, was still there, man. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Everyone went <laughs> like, from junk food in the fast food. I was seeing people build up it's carts true. of like these large carts of just. Yeah. And I look around and like, man, they're thinking shelf life. Right? Shelf life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and the produce bins were stacked to the brim. And yeah. It was like, this is great. I want to see more. <laughs> but um, you wow. know, it's 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 that 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 culture mentality that yeah. That it's that instant gratification that and once we go right into a state of fearful mindset, we go to fearful. We create That's a true. fearful relationship. Whoa! I didn't connect those dots, yeah. man. And it's the fatty, salty, refined, sugary food that yeah. we consume for Oily. so many years that creates this yeah. overstimulating burden that disconnects us from the actual process. Of That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, okay, cool. So you're so you're committee. You're at a, a USCSD or was it UCSD or, or one of these schools? Yeah, community it was gardens. Just, I, I, yeah, I've been there for a while. It's just... right off of Gilman Drive. I'm sure whoever oh. listens to this podcast will know. <laughs> yeah, sure. but, you're like um, I just know the place that it was. Yeah, I was con- immediately connected to the connected to the community there. They yeah. brought me in. They welcomed me with open arms. Welcomed, me, and I just had so much to offer because it's just the experience of the knowledge on the East Coast. And yeah, I was growing a little garden back on the East Coast when I was living with my family and such uh-huh. uh, but it really didn't expand more into edible gardening having moved out to the west coast oh okay so that's when we all got kind of as a collective together and yeah. we all shared numbers who i was working with and uh-huh. volunteering with and um, you know that grew on grew on me and then i volunteered at other community gardens and just got connected with the community out yeah there. Okay. Then, um, so when did you start working at the nursery in 2016? Actually, 2016. So, oh, okay. Really, roughly a year or so. Yeah. A year after you had gotten here. Probably, yeah, just a year and a half or so since uh, I got there. At the end of 2016, it was around October. Okay. October, and then uh, yeah, I was working at three different restaurants before that. So Whoa. That one way to disconnect yourself was to work. Three crazy Three stressful jobs. jobs. Yeah, jeez. Um, not having a car at the time too, as well. Biking from job to job. Wow. Taking the job it, it was it was pretty stressful. But the nursery was also a great foundation for myself to get yeah. myself involved. And more, yeah. Uh, a knowledge, you know, further my education, further right. my hands-on experience. And it's about your passion too. It's yeah. not just yeah. you know I, some I just, random skill that you're. No, trying it's to, not. It, you know. Like I said, it becomes a part of your nature. Yeah. It becomes something that if you don't, if you avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you avoid certain elements of your nature, you'll you'll start to become sick, and you'll start to recognize yeah. sickness comes along with it. Yeah. And planting fruit. And there's certain levels of sickness that we've kind of just socialized as like normal. Like exactly. Once you get it's a certain like age, your cholesterol you is going to be this high yeah. or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we, we just, just convinced kind of, ourselves that, yeah. and that and that should be something that we should moderate or tolerate. You yeah. Know? And that's just, I think that there are you know plenty of other species there, or every other species wants to live a life healthy, happy, mm-hmm. fulfilled, in avoidance of pain, right? yeah. of pain and suffering. So yeah. What makes our species any different? Yeah. There's no difference between it. We just no. avoid things that are species-centric. Yeah. We do things that are more 
socialized and, and create a social wow. structure. I'm, real, I'm realizing that biology is at the core of a lot of what you yeah. do. Where did you learn so much biology? Well, I, you know, a lot Just of it's, up. to be honest, intuitive. I, I really? think that at the time, a lot of it was intuitive. I didn't have any previous schooling associated with biology or so like that. Except for like, well, like they taught it in high school mm. and stuff, right? Well, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So some of the I'm just wondering, like, where did you find out that humans were tropical creatures and that you wanted to live more in alignment? Like, that's, I'm tracing it yeah, back. Yeah, sure, to that, sure. You know so, I mean? when I first started eating more fruits and vegetables, I, I yeah. read this book called uh, The 80 10 10 Diet by oh. Dr. Douglas Graham, and okay. he gave me more of a, like, a, uh, he gave me the biology, biological aspect of, of being a frugivore, mm. basically. And uh, he gave me a lot more insight and, and some evidence associated with it and right. how it's so, it's a common sense diet. Yeah. Uh, for obtaining optimal health in, in humans. Uh -huh. And I read it and I was like, all right, let's try it out. I wasn't yeah. I was entirely convinced, yeah. and, you know, until I, until I adapted it. It's good to have like, some healthy kind of makes sense. Yeah. And um, that's what appealed to me was that. And then thereafterwards, a lot of it just became, it became more just, the more I did it, the easier that I could do it. The easier yeah. I did it, the more interested I was researching certain yeah. ideas of like, are we a species designed for fruit, you know, yeah. that kind of deal. We designed for growing our own food and getting to food security, mm -hmm. permaculture in, you know, uh, in, raw, in raw veganism and stuff like that, mm -hmm. how it's very much a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And it just grew upon me. It kept growing on me. Yeah. And the more I researched, the you more I started to convince myself and believe it to be true because it's, it's self-evident. Yeah. It's become self-evident in my life. It's not something that I was saying to be true, but it was truthful kept, to the act that I was to be saying. True. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I get it. So I get it's it. It's kind of like showing by example in uh, what is the term? It's walking in your uh, footsteps. Oh, what's, what's the term? It's it's when you're oh, yeah. um, walking the walk. You know, practicing what you're preaching. Oh, yeah. Practicing yeah, yeah. what you're preaching. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can preach yeah. as much as you want, but if you're not putting into yeah. perspective and changing yourself and others around yeah. you. Yeah, well, that's what inspires me about you so much is that you are, and for people who don't know, Brendan is 100% frugivorous right how do you say yeah. that <laughs> it's been two years since i've had straight fruit yeah it's two years since i've been frugivorous just 100 yeah. percent fruit right and then raw vegan for the past six years and vegan right. for nine years wow so. and you and like this guy guys he works so freaking hard when i met him he was working seven days a week not taking any days off yeah. working his butt off and at this point he had already started his business called a fresh start yeah in which he goes around and helps people around san diego start their own like edible gardens, edible gardens. Uh, urban gardens yeah. right urban ur urban food forests or just simple edible gardens yeah. uh, kind of them. and then i feel like that grew so fast the demand was yeah. there i mean people were hitting him up left and right and he was just i had clients when i had left yeah. the nursery too as well That's oh right because of kind of how i portrayed myself as someone who was knowledgeable working in there and yeah. the nursery and what education i brought up i was starting to take on clients yeah and this immediately within working at the nursery yeah um, eventually it grew as, as I was able to expand through social media. Right. And, you know, and it's growing still, man. I mean, I'm yeah. so proud of you. We were just talking today about how, you know, we went jet skiing on a Thursday <laughs> and the, the Brendan I knew two years ago would never have ever taken a Thursday off, let alone even a weekend. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was patting him on the back cause I was like, man, I'm so excited to see that you are. You know, I know you're super passionate about the cause still. It's just that you're now taking care of yourself better. And I love that to see that because this guy was running himself ragged. Okay. Yeah. Working I was in every pretty, day. I was in a pretty state of mind after. Well, yeah. unfortunately, during 
having worked at the nursery, I, I, yeah. I developed a pretty bad stress disorder, mm. and my health was at an all-time low, and okay. I lost a substantial amount of weight, and I ended up having like a mini stroke. Oh my gosh! Few months, yeah, my whole face swelled up and locked up. Oh my god! And I ended up passing out in the uh, in my in the bathroom back oh. at my home. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I did not realize a, that. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot to working there. It's very physically demanding. Yeah. And. Um, and pretty low paying too. Yeah, right? low paying was tough, and I couldn't sustain myself long term on the yeah. um, working out and work there, which is why I branched out and started my own right. writing business there afterwards. But it was difficult right. to start with, and it didn't come with its yeah. sacrifices or compromises. I know. And it's, I mean, you're just a super hardworking guy, so I know yeah. that it's not like even that. You know, you're in an environment where you're encouraged to work and work and work and work. Yeah. And so, and you're very knowledgeable, so everybody wants your attention. And so, like, and you, you know, being the passionate, generous guy that you are, you want to give people your attention. Yeah, and you want to help them. Is to give back as much as possible. Right. But at the really same really time, fun. it's like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And I think at some point you realize that and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do what I love the right. most, but I'm going to make sure that I make time for myself. I wasn't setting expectations for myself at that time. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of on autopilot. Yeah. As, as, as you know, as a nine to five team, can I have that impact on people? Yeah. And that you don't, you know, if you're getting minimum wage and you just feel like you're not being as respected as you are in a particular environment. Yeah. Um, you know, like you deserve better as an individual. You deserve yeah. what you deserve based upon your level of like professionalism and how you sought out to grow as right. well along the way. Yeah, and you cultivated so much knowledge by that point already. And by exactly, now, you're, yeah, I mean, exactly. you know everything there is to know about gardening, permaculture here. Um, and you do so much for people. So it's like mm. good to know that you are making it a priority to take care of yourself as well as, well as you take care of other people. Yeah, you know, well, and, and, and that's, that's the thing about the work that I do is that it's for people, you know, yeah. and the, the one, you know, the profit comes in for sure, but it's always yeah. going to be for people initially. I think everybody senses that. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that, you, you know, not, I, I'd like to see people healthy, happy, and fulfilled rather yeah. than, than just walking around suffering and agony, contributing, you know. Right, because you've been there. Because I've been there. Yeah. I realized it's a very mind-numbing choice of life, you yeah. know, and if not, it's... Would you say that your, your... One of, one of the reasons or one of the core reasons that you're so passionate about this form of nature or bringing people this this close to nature is because when you felt like you lost your joy growing up that you it was because you had disconnected from nature and so you're like trying to reconnect them to yeah that. I would yeah, yeah. exactly because it brings out kind of like your inner child yeah you would say oh it, it I love that the inner child of you and it's something that's that, really cool you know feel, getting a bit of like a youthful mentality and yeah. a youthful like physiological response to foods that you consume yeah. is it's 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 liberating it's invigorating yeah. and it's it, it it brings out the best of you right you know and, and kind and of taking control of, of your health exactly and, yeah. control of your mind and your health and wow. your mind and your physical well-being and you empowering want, and then you're like obligated you're obliged to help other people yeah you know, you're obliged to send some sort of message to improve upon their health right you know and, and they um and people recognize that they like that youthful mentality that sometimes i bring to the table yeah and they're like I could do that, you know, or I could appeal yeah. to that type of thing. I'm continually yeah. impressed by how excited you are to wake up and garden every day. Like, <laughs> so I think I got every day, of course. But, I, you know, well, I know. It's, it's, Sometimes it's you amazing. wake up and you feel like yeah. you got hit by a truck because yeah. you're working so hard. But it's it's still like a, an excitement thing that you're like, Very true. you're. It it's so much a part of your identity now Very that you can't imagine I, help not helping people. I can't, I can't avoid it because if yeah. I avoid it, I feel like I'm becoming like a psychopath you know? like i don't yeah. want i don't want to help anybody like who doesn't want to help people you yeah know? like I, I just 
It's who doesn't want to become. I love that. Be like a psychopath or a sociopath. Growing <laughs> up. And it's like that's nah, not the case, man. Yeah. Our, our food, our lifestyle. Dog eat dog world kind of mentality. Yeah, it yeah. kind of yeah, exactly. Like oh, it's it's, it's you're not you're only supposed to help yourself and that's yeah. it. And it's like well, you're not helping yourself with the way that you're eating, the way that you're living. You know, yeah. like you're making it that much more difficult for right. yourself. And it should be easy. Yeah. You know, it should be easy to obtain things based upon. Right, but we've kind of that. built this system in which it's it's really easy to go the other way. It's yeah. it's easy to overconsume instant these gratification foods. Yeah. Look at the sedentary life. Look at the prolonged the prolonged you know, the term instant gratification uh-huh. and prolonged gratification. Yeah. It comes with your food choices. Yeah. You know, like we were talking about overstimulating and this dopamine mm-hmm. release you get from the foods that you consume. Mm-hmm. It comes with the food choices. There's that instant fix. There's nothing longer than like prolonged gratification in terms of like growing your own food oh from gosh. a seed. Yeah, exactly. Like you have Watering to have an extreme amount of patience and, and, and tenderness. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be patient with it so. and you also just have to have that prolonged commitment to it as well. Yeah. And that's um, awesome. It makes it easier, you know, obviously, incorporating more fruits and vegetables of what you're eating and mm-hmm. what you're growing. Yeah. You look at it as a, from a very symbiotic relationship yeah. and a reward, a natural reward system. Right. And that reward system's like, you become so happy after you grow your own watermelon. Yeah. Like, I grew my own watermelon back in PB. I grew yeah. six 25 pound watermelons. I've heard you talk about and that they, before. I say that to <laughs> everyone. And I they know. Get, they, they have this like instant. It's amazing. Their face when I say that. Yeah. And I say to you know say to myself that I grew all of that. Right. I remember cutting in half, taking a nice picture, and I post on Instagram. Or yeah. No, on, on Facebook. Uh huh. And it was all like so seeded and rich and yeah. like red and firm and it was yeah. crisp. And I. Giggled like a little schoolgirl, though, man. I grinned up and I was like so happy that I put five yeah. months of like yeah. taking care of this watermelon and making sure it wasn't those are the kind of moments that makes yeah and, you know and and, and, and right. mildew build up on the foliage and yeah it was that much more rewarding yeah and and it made things just it made my mind clear during that process mm-hmm. and it made me just be like all right I know what I need to do I've been doing this for years yeah and it's, it's you just get so much more joy out of it. Yeah, you know, I think those are the kind of moments, those those things. kind of yeah. joyful moments, as well as the really extreme suffering moments, are the ones yeah. that really remind us which direction we want to move sure. in, even when it gets tough. It brings you know, out like your inner. Well, the joyous moments bring out your inner child, and, mm-hmm. and you know, one of my favorite philosophers quotes is like Epicurus. Epicurus. Yeah. 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 Epicurus quotes is uh it's like uh skillful plot skillful pilots earn their reputation from tempests, uh from storms and tempests. Mm. So from what I get that from that is that those who've overcome adversity and seen themselves through difficult times, as you're saying, some of our darkest moments and such, is that, you know, out of that brings a level of joy and such as that when we adhere to it or commit yeah. to it. You know, if we seek health as a species and we start implementing things that influence our health, whether mm-hmm. it be our diet, our lifestyle, mm-hmm. our social well-being as well, mm-hmm. we'll become healthy inevitably. I love that. And that becomes kind of like this: this if we've been seeing ourselves in darker stages of life, yeah. we can you know work our way around it by adhering to those particular you know laws of health. Yeah, you know, I love that, man. Oh. And so out of that idea grew your business, which is called A Fresh Start. Fresh Start, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I AFS, love that name. AFS Edible Gardening Services. I love it. Extended out, but the A yeah. Fresh Start. So. I love that. And so that was like your way of saying like, okay, now this is what I want to do. I want to share this joy with the world. Yeah. Well, the fresh, and I want this health. The Fresh Start yeah. was, you know, having 
having experienced ill health, unfortunately, mm. working at the nursery for some time, yeah. and not having ill health before working at the nursery, yeah. and then getting a different lifestyle of choice and doing what I was doing back then, mm-hmm. it's debilitating going through so many ill health issues. But then yeah. having a fresh start of like you know mm-hmm. implementing your routine that works for you, right. your diet, your lifestyle. And it took you a while to build that, right? It took, like you, you took time, man. You worked your butt off every day. It never comes, it never comes without a gradual pace. Yeah. And I guarantee the long term, when we talk about prolonged gratification, yeah. it never comes instant. Yeah. And it's very much a gradual process yeah. to fine tune certain things mm-hmm. in your business and fine tune certain things in your professionalism, fine tune yeah. things in your health. Mm-hmm. You know, fine tunes in your lifestyle choices. It never becomes yeah. just set in stone. I think that's what drew me to you at first, to be honest, is like the patience that you've called and cultivated and knowing like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to take a long time, but I'm going to do it anyway because this is who I am. This is right because yeah. this is what appeals to my nature of yeah. how I should be less. Yeah, exactly. How I shouldn't be fighting yeah. this particular feeling, though I've been doing it for such a long time. Right. And it, it's uncomfortable sometimes. You right. Know, like very much. You take away, a, you know, a chocolate bar from a kid, from a kid, a candy from a kid, they're gonna start crying. Yeah. You know, like they're, yeah. they're attached to their food choices. Right. And once you see yourself unattached to your food choices, yeah. you can do a lot more without that attachment. Yeah. And you know. And so eating things that aren't so like, like attaching. Just yeah, <laughs> or, or like enthralling, or, I would yeah, say, like or, something that's like oh the burger with the donuts on the outside or whatever crazy recipe that's yeah. overbearingly stimulating and difficult to digest and difficult yeah. to stimulate and then you know and stimulation doesn't stay with you long when yeah what goes up must come down yeah and when you're down man the downs can be pretty low yeah and you talk about self-destructive behavior and yeah depression and anxiety and, and mental health with psychological um, yeah sorry psychological issues associated with uh-huh. Being depressed and you know anxious and self-destructive behavior. Yeah. Being someone who's also experienced it. Yeah. It's difficult to get out of those ruts. Right. Because it's, it's like anxiety, habits. depression, anxiety, exactly. and it's like this big wave. Exactly. Kind of... And you'll you'll experience a less wave avoiding those particular foods, even yeah. if it's small adjustments in your diet. Okay. Um, you'll start noticing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, small changes, especially in dietary influence that helps on your body, yeah. your brain. Um, you'll start noticing larger changes that yeah. come out of them. So. What do you think, like, society-wide... I mean, I, I want to talk about a little bit more about what AFS does be, sure. in particular in sure. a second, but I, I also want to see what your thoughts are. And, like, society-wide, what do you think we can do to cultivate better... Like, I know, I know it would be hard to set, like, a law that says, hey, you need to eat this many fruits and vegetables. You know, oh, but would, I mean, it like... Would, it would, that would... That's, like, that one of the most ineffective ways to yeah. talk about it. Because, <laughs> like, you, you're, you're, putting, you're putting a species that... Since birth, basically, yeah. we've been convinced that eating fatty, sugary, refined yeah. sugar, and salty foods are like mm-hmm. in our nature. It, yeah. It's those foods that we're designed for. Mm-hmm. And they become so addictive that yeah. telling someone to do it is an issue. I don't tell people to like do this, do this, do that. I, yeah. I show people. You know? Yeah. I, I, I show people based upon. It's funny though you say that because, like, biologically speaking, like, we are, we were uh, evolved during times of like very scarce food right so anything that tastes like that extreme is like oh man this is a source of a lot of good calories right oh sure yeah yeah you could you could you could look at it from there absolutely but but then you have the alternate side which is like but if i want to be healthy and live in alignment with how i my body best performs like i need to kind of outwit that that biological impulse right you know so that's interesting exactly and it makes it that much it's a a a battle between conveniency that we convinced ourselves to do yeah is that um you know we should be going for these 
feel-good foods yeah. know, kind of deal, but we should be looking at what foods constitute. So you think it's health. more of like a, a grassroots kind of like, we need to socialize this concept a little bit more. Absolutely, that absolutely. Yeah, okay. no, I think people get the interpretation that, and this goes back to actually Dr. Graham, who is the 80-10-10 diet and lifestyle author, yeah. and promoter of, uh, of all, you know, food-based diet is that, um, you know, the feel-good factor of foods uh, yeah. we, is different than the actual, like, being mentally and physically healthy. You yeah. Know, like, there are people who feel good when they consume whole mess of caffeine, or they consume, they feel good when they're doing, like, you know, cocaine, or they feel yeah. good when they're doing drugs, and they're having copious amounts of sex, or yeah. they get it, they're feeling good at that moment. But, like, yeah. the feel-good the feel good is this fleeting pleasure that comes with it. Yeah. And it's not long-lasting. Yeah. It doesn't bring a constitution constitute good health in the long term of things and so to you like community-based you know we patiently should, gardening yeah and coming together is a, a level really of, yeah. like community based upon like communication yeah. like uh -huh. constructive communication but also the idea of eating as simply as possible and yeah. being less indulgent in our food choices yeah will create that mindset interesting over time you know do I mean? you think people will crave less indulgent foods as their community kind of there's like a community like you know coming together aspect like in the sense that like people will come together and do crossfit workouts which are insanely painful <laughs> but like look forward to it because of the community aspect sure, sure, like sure. not saying that eating vegetables is insanely painful <laughs> Not saying that, but I'm just yeah. saying like something that seems less pleasurable from the outside will become more pleasurable yeah. as you kind of turn it into a community like social cohesion. I think as you know what I mean. Yeah, and in social, the social aspect of consuming foods and just eating is very socially, you yeah, know, as a as a community based. That's true. Like That's a good you point. know, uh, as a very community driven. Uh, experience. You yeah, know, we like to. We certainly like to surround ourselves with individuals while we eat. We don't like to often eat alone. Yeah, um, I agree. That's a big aspect of of, um, of just sharing with one another and like mm -hmm. a meal and so forth. Yeah, um, but it also can be convincingly so. You know, you yeah. could be going out to the bar and having a whole bunch of yeah processed foods with other people who have processed foods. So yeah. it's very social. The social nature of social nature of eating. Yeah. Is very misinterpreted, you know, and it's yeah. very difficult to have that level of self-control, right. you know. While we is that why you felt like a need to, to change your environment so much and come out here? Yeah, and start that was a, unfortunately that was a big aspect of things. And and yeah. don't get me wrong, I did meet a few frugivores uh, back on the East Coast. Oh, really? I cool. spent some time. I we I met a friend actually, and who now I believe lives out in California. Um, and we spent for time, similar reasons. Yeah, we, we yeah. spent time at the Boston Common just eating a watermelon. Just oh, sitting cool. down eating a watermelon at the Boston <laughs> Common. And um, it was so simple and enjoyable and mm -hmm. like it was like such a simple you know, simple pleasure that came mm -hmm. associated with it. It's not cool. really bearing on our system. It was yeah health it was healthy, you know, and it's And you still got the social aspect. So it's got social aspect yeah. And it just that made it, it made it feel much more enjoyable because we didn't feel heavy and yeah. After a meal such as that. That's true. I've, we've we've all been there, I think. Okay. And so AFS became yep. like your kind of way of sustaining yourself, but also kind of your way of implementing this vision into and sharing it in, in a very real way with yes. people that, you know, you didn't even know at first. And now you kind of create yeah. this relationship Absolutely. with them and teach them all that you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. I mean, a few of my clients had been referrals from clients I was working to previously. Mm -hmm. Uh, but clients have reached out to me at various uh, through like social media, through Craigslist, right. you know, Facebook and Instagram and stuff yeah. like that. So you're taking like a big concept and distilling it down even into like bringing it into an urban environment and yeah. in like a giant urban environment. Right. 
um, and trying to create like a smaller community feel among people and you're you know it it, it lends to yourself to the nature of yeah. like you're you're getting clients from word of mouth yeah because there's this community that's already in existence exactly yeah it, and like the yeah. and it's and it's not that you know it's it's they they're inspired of the work that i've worked with them you know yeah. i like to work with my clients i don't like to consider them just they're friends obviously they're, yeah. they're close acquaintances and friends and the um, but it's not just like a go in do the job leave it's no, like no it's not it's all experience yeah, right. yeah for the most part there's an experience and there's an educational portion of it too as well. right because no, i've seen you work and you go in and you're like well this would grow well there right. you would have to worry about this if you did this exactly. or you know this exactly. is what it's going to require of you to, to it, have this permaculture it, it's a, you have to have the design associated with it, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes down to uh, urban permaculture, you know, we're not living in these small little houses surrounded by trees, we're living with more trees, I'm sorry, houses that have less trees in the, in the area, um, mm -hmm. and so we have to make do with what we have here, we've got hardscape that we have to work with nowadays, right. instead of just having straight bare soil in someone's house, in yeah. someone's house, we don't have these large acreages of land available to us, we're right. in an urban City of like San Diego, yeah. we have to make do with what we have yeah. available. Well, I've seen stuff. some really incredible things that you've done, and <laughs> uh, I want people to see that. And where, if people were going to go and look at your work, where yeah. could they go view that? Um, well, I've got about 3,000 photos on my gallery on my phone wow. right now of work we've just worked in the past two years. I haven't been on social media as much as I'd like to be mm -hmm. just because I've been a bit overly swamped with, with work. I believe it's it. been a bit difficult. Yeah. Uh, there is some. Uh, we're in a big project right now, which you know we'll discuss later and so forth. Yeah. We are. Um, it's been a lot for the spring. Because yeah. Spring is the busiest time of year to plant yeah. trees. It's the ideal time to plant trees and start vegetable gardens. Yeah. They like to sustain themselves until the end of fall. Yeah. Social I don't think there's a time of year you aren't busy. Though. No, no, I think usually not. Not in Southern California. Your services are super <laughs> yeah. in demand, and that just you know kind of lends itself to like, you know, the notion that you were saying earlier, which is like we want to build communities that are uh, kind of self-sustaining and, yeah. and come together and build and grow food together Long and term. there's so Long much term. interest in it yeah. i mean you've i've never seen you be like oh i got nothing going on today it's just like you've had to literally intentionally set aside time to not do stuff because you could keep it's working too much. I, could, I could easily keep just planting fruit trees and building yeah. wells and i build orchards i could wow. i could easily you build wells that. too the fruit tree wells? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty straightforward. Oh, for the well. Oh, okay. yeah, I thought they, you oh, no, like not like water wells. Not like water wells. <laughs> I was like, not wow. just yet. <laughs> that'd be cool. That'll that'll come in time. <laughs> um, that would be great. A skill to pick up. Yeah. Um, okay. And so and so you go into a person's house and you say or their property and you say, yeah. look, this would grow well there. You kind of consult with them first, yes, right? Consultation initially. Initial consultation right. would be would be recommended. Um, right. It's it's it yeah initial in person in person consultation yeah. uh, schedule an in person consultation and then create a design outlook and some layouts based yeah. upon the um, the property that they have like the yeah. interior of the property the exterior that they're looking to plan. And so you're kind of trying to figure out like what do you guys like plus what would do well here exactly and try yeah. to marry the two exactly yeah. so it's generally vegetable gardens like low mm -hmm. sugar fruits like your tomatoes you know yeah. botanically speaking uh, you know like uh, tomatoes cucumbers peppers zucchinis yeah. etc like that yeah um uh, vegetables leafy green vegetables herbs mm -hmm. and fruit trees okay. so i try to stick with those that collective you know yeah. of edible plants they do well here yeah yeah exactly is. and and there's selection of specific varieties that do better than others in Southern California okay. due to the hardiness zone. And yeah. so you'll, you can't grow like cherry trees greatly out here in Southern California. Uh, it's a more northern state. I didn't know that. Uh, northern um, uh, state fruit. Yeah. You know, okay. like Oregon and Washington. Yeah. Stone fruits thrive in that particular area, but there are other 
Okay. You know, so it, it comes down to consultation, you know, giving out layouts and recommendations, mm -hmm. and then presenting them and providing them with a list of like edible plants that they can put in the ground. Cool. And, and all like, the all the while you're educating them of like this is how much like maintenance it would take. This is like yeah, sunlight you know, exposure, to yeah, watering, set right. up the irrigation as well too. Yeah, you do the stuff. irrigation part. Do the irrigation part of it. So that's incredible. So you pretty yeah. much like just set them up for success with yeah. a, a plan. Grow. Yeah, and <laughs> and you're just packing their their properties to the brim with you know fruit and and vegetable yeah. producing yeah. plants, and then you just go about your way to the next person who needs you. Basically, I think that's so. beautiful, man. Yeah. I think that's such a cool concept that you're just going in to people's homes and giving them the tools to to be successful yeah in a place that you know nobody else we don't really learn this stuff in school or no, anything you don't you, know, so. you have to find yourself someone who's you know a permacultural designer or a perma yeah. like someone who's interested or is there should be a field associated yeah with that. i mean there are there are courses available and certificates yeah. and stuff like that yeah. Feels more than ever, especially out here in southern Cal you know, california yeah um, and you're so like there. humble about it too because you don't charge you don't charge an exorbitant amount of money like you charge one of the least i've ever seen no, people have told me to charge twice or three times yeah like, i mean that's what no, I, I can't do it i just I, I i i know you just want to get to as many i know people I, just, as you I really I, my idea is just to reach out to as it's many beautiful. people as possible and, and yeah the idea of just helping more people as much as i can explain yeah. more people it becomes a bit over it becomes a, a bit much sometimes you know yeah. too much at once obviously yeah. as a small you know independent a small business owner yeah. and a new, relatively new business owner, uh, yeah. it can be a bit intimidating. Yeah. Um, but you know, you've got to be self-preserving at some point. So yeah. Like, all right, that's a bit too much. And that's... you're getting really good at that, and you're you're also yeah. growing. Like you, you've also. That's how growth comes too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's growth comes when you have this, um, uh, like, reach the level of homeostasis kind of mm -hmm. deal, but you're self-preserving yourself, but you're yeah. giving yourself enough. Yeah, you know, enough is better than having too much, and it's out. It's far more better than having too little. Whoa, that's a great way of putting it because you know, you know, cholesterol, LDL cholesterol is actually important for health. Yeah. But this is one of those times where pretty much everybody is eating foods that are just raising it through the roof. Right, right. right and so right. it's not that it's a bad thing inherently. No. But we've taken it too to this much. place where yeah, a it's, fourth of people that die in a year right. are, are from heart disease. Right, so it's right, like. Right. Yeah, so I get I get what you're saying is that like it, it's very easy to you know come from humble beginnings and think well more is better more is better more is better yeah. and then uh, you know I think that's a reason why like in in developing countries they're kind of starting to eat like more westernized countries and stuff like that yeah, but then you're over here in this westernized country saying no we need to we need to go back to what biologically makes sense exactly and yeah and it's community wise it's, it's imposing sense. upon I mean. A lot of these other larger countries, like um, I would say, like third world countries to a degree, um, yeah. you know, they're staples, they're food staples, yeah. are carb rich, very yeah. much carb rich. You've got like tuberous vegetables, you've got, you yeah. know, fruits being very carb, you know, grains. carb centric, and grains, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, rates of poor health and, and their, their outlook on their particular relationship yeah. they have with food, even if they do grow grains or don't grow fruits and vegetables specifically. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> yeah, Brendan, if people were trying to find AFS, uh, where would they find you and uh, what would they look for? Uh, we were, we have some, we're on social media. Um, okay. So, like us on, on Facebook. Okay. Uh, this Instagram, we're also on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Yelp. <laughs> and if you ever need to check out our Craigslist ad, 
uh-huh. and the original characters of that were also great. Okay. So, so really, AFS, social media platform. Fresh start, so. edible gardening. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Brendan. I really learned a lot about you and uh, about the movement, and um, you've inspired the hell out of me. I think you already know that. <laughs> And uh, I think you're going to inspire a lot of people out there, too. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, dude.